Good afternoon and welcome to the Bank Holiday Special of the Late Dog Daily Podcast. Um, as per during the week, it is a special Bank Holiday show we've got up for you today. Um, so we kind of scrapped scrapped the news element um, and replaced it with some cracking guest insights and top lockdown picks. Um, so I have got a special guest for you. Um, and this is someone who has featured actually a fair amount on the podcast already. Um, and it can only really be one person due to social social distancing measures, which obviously we adhere to uh, dear to strictly to save lives. Uh, and that is my housemate, Big Ben. Welcome. How you doing? Good um, to be here. Great. Yeah. I'm, well, thanks. How you doing? Yeah, yeah. I'm very well. Very well. <laughs> I mean, we've been spending all day together um, <laughs> already anyway, so uh, we'll get the uh, get the niceties out of the way anyway. But yeah. Um, yeah, welcome. So, I mean, we'll dive straight in. I mean, obviously, you got your nickname from somewhere, Big Ben. You're quite a big bloke. Um, what are you six five something like six six mate six sorry Wash mate. your mouth out doing you out of an inch there yeah um I mean did you always know you're going to be a giant um my like when you know when you do those height height charts when you were a kid or at least my parents did and I they thought I was going to be about six three so I ended up being a bit taller than expected and like my big anecdote that I like is uh, I was five six when I was still at primary school. So, I mean, I, it was always on the cards. So you were like one of those really, you always tallest of you. you no, nah, like there's a guy who's an absolute freak and he's 6'10 and absolutely jacked now. And uh, he was always the tallest at primary school. And then uh, we went to different schools and so then I took up the reins as one of the big ones. There's always a good story when, uh, when we were in year seven, a good friend of mine, old Ed, rocked up. And like asked one of the kids other there uh, when he arrived like where to go, and he asked one of the other kids who was like six foot uh, where to go, and the other kid was like I mean yes, I'm, this is my first day as well. <laughs> that was old classic Mikey Hobbs. Big shout out to Mikey there. Um, anyway, we all out for him, but he used to be the guy we used to like wrestle and stuff. But um, we had a guy like that who's he played like southeast England ice hockey, and he hit, hit, hit puberty at like nine. And the thing that like really set him apart was that he had really manly hands. Like we, you know, when you're 11, 12, you've got these shit child podgy hands. He had blokes' hands, um, and then yeah, when you see him now, he's like just the most average-looking bloke on the planet. But yeah, <laughs> at the time, you thought I thought he was the hardest cunt out there. Yeah. Well, to be fair, I mean, I was onto big things when I was born. I was a big baby. I was ten and a half pounds. Jesus Christ, you um, poor mother, mate. Yeah, I mean, it was the fourth one, so basically flew out. But, um, <laughs> um, sorry, Mum, if you're listening. Um, I mean, my, my nan was like adamant I was going to be like, although even the doctors, I think they'd said to my nan I was going to be a prop forward because I had a huge, big barrel chest. Yeah. I was bright red and stuff, but um, didn't quite reach, reach no. six foot, unfortunately. So I have to, to deceive on that one. What are you now, like 5'11"? Yeah, 5'11". On a good day. Uh, yeah, with my heels on. Nice, nice. Um, but yeah, I mean, Ben's got a bit of a reputation, not that he knows much about this, um, which has been building over the last few weeks of lockdown on my poker evening. Um, so a few of the guys from my, uh, one of my sporting activities, the old cricket club, doing, doing poker evenings. And obviously I have the headphones in, you know, quite an intense game of poker, even though I keep losing, <laughs> losing it every week. Um, apparently going in, going sort of all in on 2-7, trying to bluff your way to, to a win isn't the way to go. But um, yeah, he's pretty renowned because... Um, I mean, while I'm playing poker, you tend to be playing FIFA, right? Yeah, yeah, that's my FIFA time. And while while we're you know enjoying our intense game of FIFA, uh, uh, sorry, poker, a bit of a bit of a chat on the on the classic Zoom call while we're going, um, and my microphone tends to be a little bit uh, sensitive. Not that it needs to be because 
you know, I'm pretty sure the neighbours on the end of Goldhurst Terrace could, could, hear, <laughs> could hear Ben during this. But, you know, while he's playing FIFA, he tends to get a bit, bit irate. I mean, what, what really riles you up, mate, when you're playing FIFA? Because there is some special stuff that comes out. Mate, just losing. I hate it. I can't deal with it. I can lose at anything else, but I can't lose at FIFA. And, like, I want to put it out there that I'm actually pretty reformed. Like... My, this is you good mate you've got it good like if you speak to any of the guys at uni I mean like Jay wouldn't let me play on his Xbox because he was worried that I would break his controller and like when I got when I was in when, when I was a fresher and I, that day. was how I like became known was the guy that loses his head at FIFA <laughs> like you could hear me at the other end of the halls if I if I if the game was not going my way, I was I was not happy. Well, you certainly it. got a rep on the poker poker night. Anyway. Mate, as I said, I'm reformed. Like this is like a three on the one to ten scale of Ben losing it at FIFA. Now, but it's, I mean, I walked in the other day and Ben was four nil up, and he gave away a free kick, and then suddenly just dropping C bombs all over the place. I mean, it's pretty it's pretty yeah. out there. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I mean, at least it's not at the top of my lungs anymore. Like I used oh. to like bring the house down with it but look you know I demand like high expectations I've got high expectations high standards yeah demand extremely high standards of myself at all times and if they drop even for a free kick I am beside myself I can't hold it together okay well I'll count myself lucky that I've got the tail end of yeah I'm like I'm like a recovering drug addict where all I do is just hammer fags now and it's like, I'm always going to be an addict of something. So just let me have the facts. <laughs> and in this case, let me just say cunt a few times while I'm playing FIFA. Okay, well, um, I'll, leave you, I'll leave you to it on that one. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I suppose, moving on, well, I really apologise for being a bit late on the on the podcast. Um, also, I did say it was going to be a bank holiday bank holiday special. Um, and it's now the Saturday, not not the Friday. But it's still the weekend, so I'll, I'll, uh, I'll give myself some slack. But um, yeah, we got a little bit, little bit sidetracked yesterday, didn't we, Ben? Yeah, we did. Quite a bit sidetracked. <laughs> well, we've been, get, we've been getting into our cycling. I think I've mentioned it uh, a couple of times. Um, I think it was it was your idea, right, to potentially extend some of the rides we've we've been doing. Yeah, basically, like we did, we hammered through sixty six k's. We flew through it last week up round Epping Forest, and so uh, and then I, I I downloaded Strava this week, you know, because I'm a budding cyclist now. And then uh, I saw there was a little badge to do a hundred k ride. I thought that's fucking perfect. I'm right on that. You're in. So I said to Nate, let's do. Uh, well, I said to you, let's do a hundred k ride. And I thought, let's make it sort of a bit challenging. Few hills, you know, really try and earn it. Um, and so I thought nothing better than the ride one hundred route around the Surrey Hills. And so I put it put it to you. You were obviously bang up for oh, it. Yeah, thought it was a great idea. Um, yeah, all for it. Yeah. We planned ahead. We, we, we made sure we had plenty of provisions stocked up. We weren't going to get up, go hungry or get dehydrated. We, you know, we really thought ahead about it. And we, I felt like I trained well enough to really approach this 100k ride where, you know, it was going to be a challenge, but, you know, a nice little ease up to some of those longer endurance rides. Because and you've got a nice long weekend to recover as well. Oh, perfect, mate. You know, a bit of stretching after, you know, jobs are good at and so, uh, yeah, so, I mean, we we set off yesterday morning. Yeah, what was it, about 10 o'clock or something we set off on? Yeah, yeah, through the, I mean, this is sort of like not very adhering to lockdown rules at the moment because we're not supposed to cycle this far, but we're all right, we're on bikes. 
It's just the two of us. One day, one daily exercise, mate. It's, it's fine. And um, so yeah, so we went. We got out to Isha Way, and by this point, like our Strava was saying that we were sort of like a third of the way through, which was not the case at all. Like we still had a long old way to go, and so I just sort of dismissed it as the Strava's shit. Like the the tracking's rubbish. Once once we do the ride, we'll come back. We'll... This is this is Ben who's had Strava for twenty four hours <laughs> yeah. or less than. Well, once we get back, we'll we'll uh, we'll press press finish, and it will recalibrate, and it will spit out like the actual distance, the hundred k. So, before you were looking at what we were looking at the map for for the Prudential route, and it was saying like you should be about forty here, and we were like seventy, eighty odd. Yeah, and it still didn't click then. No. Um, anyway, so we we still just like every so often having to stop and, and check the map, have a quick sip of water, whatever. And then was it was it you suddenly clicked? I can't remember who it was because we also had a guy called well, old Deadweight with us. Who um, I've nicknamed. I mean, pretty sure we were doomed on the outset because we're bringing along dead, <laughs> dead weight and uh, and Big Ben. You know, we weren't on for a, for a winner there, but um, to be fair, he's improved improved a little bit. Old dead weight, but he got yeah. his nickname for being the slowest man alive on a bike <laughs> a few weeks ago. Um, yeah, but what clicked suddenly? We're thinking, hang about here. Well, I think it was when we he'd been saying we're about this amount through, and I just dismissed it every time. That's a load of nonsense. And then, uh, and he said, I think we got to 80 Ks on his or something. And he, and we've done one of the big climbs or like the first big climb, Newlands Corner. And that, and it was tough, but got there at the top, nice little climb and uh, way bigger than anything we tend to do in London. So it was good. And then we stop, just, we're going through some country roads. Don't quite know. It's obviously not signposted. So we don't quite know where we're going. So we get the, we check the Stravas and yours is on 77k and it sort of just like lights just shone in my head where it was like oh my god we're doing 100 miles not 100k and it turns out 100 miles is a lot longer than 100k I mean yeah it was pretty I mean I was quite delighted because I like a like I like a challenge yeah um, you're a I like to mate. I like to push myself I'm, I'm addicted to you know that kind of weird pain that some people like you know a bit like you press a bruise and you quite like it I, I'm, I quite like that yeah um, but your face was pretty distressed uh, mate, I, like at some point this weekend we need to drive back to Leith Hill so I can go and find my head because I lost it there right from that point on it was all downhill for me like I was like no all right okay this is this is brutal but we'll get through it we'll get through it and that was just so we found out just before we were going up Leith Hill as we go up Leith Hill I just get this weird tingling in my knee and from then like my knee was in my head was absolutely fucked so I was on one leg in my head I mean, I, I thought the paracetamol would have helped you out, to be honest, because you had about 10 of them. Yeah, I had 10 paracetamol. <laughs> um, but I've been mean, pretty sure at one point you were, you were speaking to yourself. I mean, what was, what was going through your head at that point? Well, when I wasn't screaming at myself, there was, I mean, well, there was a lot of going on. But I mean, you know, I was effectively thinking, how do I quit? Right. I just wanted a way out. I was willing to accept any way that I possibly could. I thought, look, I've got a lot of family in this neck of the woods. This is where I'm from. I need to... Uh, you know, can I bring my poor mother out of quarantine to come and pick me up um, with my bike and drive me back home, you know, with my tail between my legs? I thought, could I ring my sister? No, she can't fit my bike in her car. I'd have to leave my bike. All of this was going through my head. Like, I, there was a point, um, but, you know, just kept going through it. We got over Leith Hill. That was fine. Then we were on our way to Box Hill. And you'd always said, like, Box Hill's not a big deal. I've done it before. It's not that bad. 
but we had just done 100Ks by that point. 100Ks that I'd never done before. And fortunately, as we roll up to it, they've bloody closed it, haven't they? Which to me, I was elated. You were devastated. Yeah. Yeah, it was, a, it was a low light. I mean, I was quite looking forward to it, but um, yeah, it wasn't, wasn't meant to be that one. It wasn't, no, thank God, because that, I, like, I would have had to quit on Box Hill. <laughs> like, I'd still be there now, or I'd be walking back. Yeah, I think the, I mean, at I think it was just after that, I'd cycled ahead a little bit because the pace was, pace was dropping slightly. Big time. Um, coming back, in, coming back into uh, Kingston, and I, and I pull up and I, and I wait for the other two, and uh, and just as they as they rock up, they start getting overtaken by a lady with a with, <laughs> with a kid in with a kid in the trike in the back. I mean, it was it got to got to a low point, but I mean, we got through it. Three of us got back all right. Um, but yeah, so sorry the show's a bit a bit late, a bit delayed. Um, but we didn't get back to about half six seven yesterday. So and I was um, in pieces, mate. I, I didn't. Yeah, you were in no no compute. state. No state to. I came uh, back and ate half a kilo of ice cream. <laughs> yeah. Just to replenish. <laughs> replenish the stocks. Yeah, mate. Um, also, I mean, how are you finding lockdown so far? I mean, it's been been a bit weird, isn't it? I would say, like, it's been good, considering we had this conversation the other day where, you know, we we knew each other. We would obviously have mutual friends and we'd hang out a lot, but we didn't really know each other, and so. You know, what better way to do it than just get locked in a flat with someone for a few weeks? And other than that, I mean, it's gone all right. Like, we've, you know, we've bonded. You know, if it hadn't been for a few sort of visits to the missus, like, you would have pretty much been the only person I've seen for the last six, seven weeks. lucky, mate. I know. Like, the only human contact I would have had if it wasn't for her would have been just like the times when our toes touch on the sofa watching Game of Thrones and it's a bit awkward or when we're doing yoga and then we put our arms out to stretch and it just like brushes we do occasionally have yeah yeah that's 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 the extent of our human contact at the moment but and I mean I mean that's always a highlight but um yeah mate it's been all right like I've quite enjoyed like when you go outside how weird it is and that you know, just like you, for the first time in my life, I feel like a really, really hard bastard because people cross the road whenever I'm coming near them in like an absolute effort to avoid coming into contact with me. And so I thought, yeah, this is what it's like to be fearful. It is funny, isn't it? People to be fearful of me. Like you either feel like you're you're a leper when people are like running away from you in the street, or you like you try and hold in a cough because you know everyone's going to think you've got the Rona when you're in the supermarket and you like cough or sniffle or something. But um. Yeah, it's really, really strange. Yeah, strange man. But... Odd times. Yeah, I had a, I had a dust cough in Tesco the other day, and a woman looked at me like I like slapped her child. So you know these things, it's unavoidable for the time being. But I've also been taking my clap for carers extremely seriously. I had noticed. <laughs> so we've we've got quite a funny street actually, where uh, like they're like down the road, there's houses like opposite each other, obviously pretty standard in London but there's every every uh well there's like three or four levels to every house split all the houses Victorian houses are split into split into flats and there's balconies pretty much on every level so like Thursday nights is like a proper showdown isn't it yeah oh yeah yeah it's a who's who's out there right you know you've got to make a note I make a mental note of who's been clapping for the carers this week and there are several flats that have not clapped once and I think it's a disgrace so, so Ben's been literally pointing them out and staring. I mean, one one poor lady was cooking her dinner the other day. Little does she know, Ben's over here cursing yeah. at her because she's not out here clapping. I mean, well, I, do, I just think it's a I, it's a weak excuse to be honest. 
on Thursday this week, I was in the middle of panning some fish for fish tacos. Which were bloody brilliant. Brother. And uh, I had bloody flowery egg on my fingers and I was going out clapping like a seal because I didn't want to get them all over my other hand. And I still did it. I still respected the carers. I mean, it's not hard to do really, is it? And there's a couple of neighbours on the right-hand side, not seen them once. I think just people need to have a long, hard look in the mirror sometimes, you know, mate? No, fair play. I mean, everyone is doing a fantastic job in the NHS, so um, deserve all the credit, I suppose. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So I know you've been, um, you've been getting quite a few deliveries in lockdown, I noticed. Obviously, pretty much every day there's quite a few. It's like Christmas. I'll, I'll yeah, buy. yeah. Um, I know you're waiting to have a leave for some... Or one one delivery this morning that uh, I'm and I'm highly anticipating the delivery of my new pillows. Uh, been really struggling with sleep recently, and I finally waited into like, have you ever used Brand Alley? It's like great site. These absolute steals, mate. There's some cracking deals on there. Limited time only, and I've been waiting eagerly for them to uh, to put some pillows on there. And then sure enough, last week they did. And uh, I was told they'd be delivered the 9th of May to the 13th. And I got a text saying it's coming. And um, it turned out it was not my pillows. It was, in my, it was a phone. I, I bought a phone. That's quite nice. It's exciting, but nowhere near as exciting as a new set of pillows. Not, not the pillows. And you didn't no. go for the, um, the special, special, special pillows. I, mean, a friend, I know a friend of ours got some micro cubes or mi- nano cube pillows where you like build them yourself or something yeah which he bought on finance funnily enough i mean god knows why he got yeah that. i don't need a credit facility <laughs> to to buy pillows to buy your bedding yeah um to be fair you got like a nice box of, box of chocolate the other day and a crate of beers and she's a good girlfriend mate although not good for your waistline she i think she's just scared she's scared that i'm going to be too attractive to other women like i'm putting down 100 miles on the on the bike i've gotten fantastic moustache at the moment so no wonder she's feeling a bit threatened and that's fair enough i'll accept the chocolates fair play well um i suppose we have got a couple of well i did ask for some stories for the bank holiday special on the mate dog daily um so thanks for those who uh who sent them in so i really just got one which is absolutely uh epic to be honest and i know we've all been having a lot of a lot of zoom calls obviously since lockdown and and really it's been the, the main way to communicate with our friends Keep in touch with your family uh, as long as you know do business um so it's really a way i mean after what was it five six weeks now they've been getting a bit boring and it's really a way just to spice spice them up so for the bargain price of five pounds you can uh you can basically get this goat to uh join you for 10 minutes on your zoom call um i mean it's bloody brilliant and uh this is this is completely true um all proceeds apparently going towards bulk buying glue roll um <laughs> But basically, as I said, you can you can get a goat to join you, and I mean, there's like you go on the website, and there's like a selection. Um, I mean, yeah, you just got to choose. I mean, choose your ultimate goat. Basically, you can choose between Mary, Lisa, you know, Elizabeth, Brett. I mean, the, the list goes on. To be mm. honest, um, what's your favourite? I mean, I particularly liked Lisa, or the sound of Lisa, at least. I mean, the the description goes: Lisa is heavily pregnant and could drop at any moment, <laughs> even on even during your Zoom call. She's constantly hungry, much like myself, angry and demanding. What to expect from Lisa? Passive, aggressive bleating, ferocious hunger, and lack of any form of patience or tolerance of anything. 
I mean, that sounds brilliant. I mean, and, and I said this is hundred percent true. I know one of the guys who 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 shared this. One of the avid listeners. One of the avid avid listeners uh, of the Naked Dog Daily, um, actually shared a picture of one of his colleagues with a goat and like four or five customers or you know people that they're dealing with doing business with on the call. So this is hundred percent true. Get yourselves onto um onto the website. So it's Cronkshaw Fold Farm forward slash goats on Zoom. I mean, it's pretty epic. Yeah. I mean, I don't know what your thoughts were, Ember. Yeah, I thought really, I thought Cuthbert really caught my eye. He seems like a man after my own heart. That uh, apparently you should, should expect camera headbutting. So I think I'm, you know, I'm a tin hat brigade mate. I, you know, I think this is a, an invasion of the goat's privacy. I wouldn't appreciate it if I was having cameras put on me. But it's good to know that Cuthbert's taking matters into his own hands and so, so showing what he really thinks of that camera. Also has excellent goat sci-fi knowledge, which I think is a really unique feature for a goat to have. What the hell is goat, goat sci-fi knowledge? Yeah, I mean, a, apparently a naturally inquisitive fellow, Cuthbert likes to talk space exploration and what goat farming might look like on Mars. So he's very forward-thinking, a bit of an Elon Musk to him. I think he's a, he'd make a great addition to any meeting. I also hope that this is being used for like serious, maybe some furlough meetings, some serious just meetings. To, just to lighten the mood. Yeah, where there's just a like. They you drop know. in Bob, sorry, you've got no job anymore, but, <laughs> but here's Cuthbert to cheer you up. <laughs> just a goat staring at the camera in the, in the headbutting, right head, head, headbutting, the, headbutting the camera. Yeah, mate. Um, but yeah, so get yourselves onto Cronkshaw Fold Farm um, if you need some goat in your life. Yeah. Um, what a way to. To bring in some extra revenue in COVID, mate. These guys are forward-thinking entrepreneurs. I've got to yeah, say, they do know what they're doing. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that was really our, our absolute topic um, for today. Um, but yeah, I suppose other stuff that I suppose we were talking about this the other day, weren't we? Really about like stories from childhood. Not really stories, but you know things we thought as a kid we would like nailing. Like mm. you know those things where like you're doing it, you're like, I am like you know. Uh, Michael Jordan uh, uh, playing basketball like as a kid like you might chuck in the ball and you're like get it in the hoop and I am fucking uh, MJ here you're like get me in the NBA ASAP Um, but there are a couple that stood out for like for me Um, one of the I know I mentioned this the other day but um, I just remember being outside of uh, my like play group which is like nursery area like preschool I was like probably two or three and my sister's a couple of years older than me she's a bit of a gymnast and so I was basically just like she was doing cartwheels down this thing and I remember like following her and like doing like repeated cartwheels and I'm like I am I am good like nailing it. Nail, like like properly quick you know round offs like you know pretty much you know sign me up to GB athletics like or not athletics gymnastics even but either or either would do um and then like looking back as an adult now and seeing a kid do that and you're like they are not they're literally like hardly getting the feet off the floor I remember <laughs> speaking to my sister about this like years later as an adult and like I don't know why this memory like stuck in my head of doing these cartwheels but I was like yeah Ruth, do you remember me doing these cartwheels? And she was like, yeah, I mean, you hardly got your feet off the floor. It was pathetic. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I thought that was pretty funny. I mean, yeah, I mean, I... I don't know if you've got any of similar. I re- I used to, at school, we weren't allowed to use, at primary school, we weren't allowed to use footballs. We could only use tennis balls, which, like, do you remember when you, you used to get those, like, size two, size one footballs that were designed to, like, make you more accurate with your skills? And so we were there fucking running around with tennis balls and playing what I remember as being extremely good. FIFA Street. Oh, mate, like unbelievable levels, yeah. And, uh, and you know, you think about, I, I remember vividly scoring like 
absolute worldies, top bins with a fucking tennis ball. Like, it was ridiculous. And yet, I mean, the rest of my footballing career would suggest that maybe it actually wasn't that good. Maybe I wasn't that accomplished and that I've actually just got a really warped I mean, I'm pretty sure you told me you were in goal for most of your your football career. Yeah, I was in goal for a team that was, like, borderline special needs. Mate, we really were no good. But... It was still, I mean, I still enjoyed it, still had a good time, but whatever, it's all right. Fair play. Yeah. <laughs> I, I said there was another one that I, I thought about, was like, I, I used to quite like numbers. I mean, you're a, um, you're an accountant. I mean, oh, man, yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm sure you can appreciate a good number or two. Um, I remember filling in this, this maths book thinking, I am nailing this. Like, I was basically like getting all the numbers, adding them up. And, and, you know, getting the right answers. It's basically like a, a little mini test thing. God knows why I thought that was fun back in the day, but um, clearly I was a massive loser. And uh, anyway, so I, I found this book like five or six years later. I must have been like maybe five or six when I did this originally. Found the book like five or six years later. Um, and what I'd done is add up every number, but some of the equations I had to do was either like divide or multiply and stuff. I clearly didn't even know what, what they were. At the time I was like, yeah, I am great and I'm nailing this and just decided to add them all up. And when I got them all right, if it was to add, but a lot of them are like subtract and minus and divide and because of that. But um, I mean, yeah, that pretty much sums up my, my childhood, you know, thinking I'm absolutely nailing it. And then you grow up and you're like, God, what was I doing? Oh, no. I mean, we like I've seen it now where I realise that kids are just like really shit versions of adults. Like there's a couple there when we're cycling around Regent's Park, there's, you know, these kids are all geared up. Like they look like they, they probably compete a little bit. And I absolutely torture it past them. Like, they are so shit at cycling compared to me, and I've only been doing it a couple of weeks, so... I mean, there's a few stories from, from my childhood that stuck with me, unfortunately. Not not quite to the same level as that. I mean, there's a, there's a bit of an owl story. Like, I was about two or three years old, and um, we used to have, like, a proper VW camper van um, growing up with me and three siblings, uh, three other siblings, so six of us in the family, like, quite a big family, so we needed a, needed a big car to transport us around. And we're actually down in Cornwall on holiday. And we'd like coming away from the beach. I was probably a bit tired, you know, been worn out doing all, you know, making sandcastles and and probably catching the biggest waves ever, which are about, you know, <laughs> not even a foot knee, tall. Knee height lappers. Yeah. Um, so I was, you know, a bit a little bit tired. And we're, we're back uh, driving along the road on our way back to back to the campsite. And there's someone, I don't know why, but there's someone on the side of the road holding like an owl uh, on on their arm. And I didn't see it. I just saw like this this like blur of a guy. And everyone was like. My whole family, oh my God, everyone, did you see this owl? Oh my God, it looks so good. It was so big. Like, and I was just like, oh, I didn't see it at all. So I just burst into like hysterical crying. Like our absolute fits. I was like quite a well-behaved child, I like to think. Not much trouble. Parents found me really easy. But like this one moment. And anyway, so it's stuck with me for the rest of my life. And you know how dads are like constantly making <laughs> dad jokes. So like every opportunity my dad has to bring up the owl story or like if it's an owl. I'm like basically now my whole family, if it's ever an owl, anywhere they'll like send me a photo of it and it's stuck with me forever um so like, even like my sister gave me like a little owl present for christmas the other day my, my other sister like sent me a photo she was in some nature reserve and found like these pictures of owls it's like sent it to me um so that's like really stuck with me for like my whole whole life and there's another story like similar i don't know why it's just my whole family like really like animals apparently but um about like gorillas and my, my sister had mentioned to my dad that she she liked uh like gorillas and uh so my dad was like oh Great, you know, I know what to get her for Christmas. I'll get her like a model gorilla. Um, so my dad like spends hours. I was actually with him at the time, and he spends like hours trying to choose the right one to get get this gorilla. 
wraps it up, puts it under the tree. My sister opens it and I'm like, what the hell is this? <laughs> like this model silverback gorilla. And uh, she's probably like in her mid-30s at this point. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, why have I been given this gorilla? Um, Your dad must have been thinking, like, I've absolutely nailed he, it. And he was you? so distraught. He was like, oh my God. Like, he nah. thought she was going to love it. <laughs> so he was distraught. She was like, why the hell have I been given this? Like, am I being insulted here? Like, what's going on? Anyway, so now the gorilla is stuck with my sister. Um, and my other sister, funny enough, it's, it's her birthday yesterday. And my other sister has now uh, painted her a picture of a lovely gorilla. Very um, good. You showed me. Yeah, yeah it's quite, quite a good picture, to be fair. Um, so I think it's I think it's in the post at the moment on its way to Bristol, but um, yeah, hopefully that'll turn up and we'll get some good stuff around that. But yeah, I mean, I mean my family's just weird. I mean I don't know about yours, but the uh, did you ever with the owl thing? Did you ever buy it, or were you like were you always just all right with the fact that you were the owl guy? Well, no, I mean no, I'm like terrible. Your dad brings it up like Dad, please stop bringing this up. It's like <laughs> fuck up pretty much because he brings it like every opportunity, every Christmas, every birthday. You know, whenever your family's together, yeah, somehow he'll try and get it in there. And it's just like I've heard this a million times. Yeah, um, I mean, I'm now like I've kind of got with it and I'll like go <laughs> along with it a little bit because, as I said, like my sister's bought me an owl present. You know, it's hanging up in in my bedroom. Um, but, like even when we moved into this flat, the first thing I saw was uh, a lampshade in the hallway which has owls on it and I'm like oh god here we go they follow you around then. yeah and now, now you just, yeah, notice stuff like that but um, I mean there's another one I don't know why I'm talking about this now but my my mum loves saying people look like like other people <laughs> and uh, we were watching Pop Idol back in the day like was this series one or series two I can't remember it was like proper early early days of, of X Factor and, and it was Pop Idol before that um, I don't know if anyone remembers this long guy used to sing, uh, play the guitar and sing called Darius. I mean, he was pretty epic. <laughs> Can you remember it? Yeah, hit me baby one more <laughs> So it was a pretty special audition. So he's on the TV and my mum's like, we're, we're all just sitting there, all six of us have been watching, maybe not my dad because he hated that stuff, but the rest of us are watching and then suddenly my mum goes, Sam, that looks just like you. And so Sam's my brother, who's a bit like me, but just less hair and <laughs> a bit older. And uh, he looks nothing like Darius at all like he's like a what a latina bloke ponytail long hair yeah 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 pretty special singing and like with a weird spanish accent or something and then anyway my mum says it looks like darius so that's like stuck with my brother now um which is just i find absolutely brilliant um, so he just gets that his running joke is darius yeah just yeah. darius and um, yeah just anytime anything around pop art i think or x factor and things we, we try and look uh, for it darius yeah yeah um but i mean that was pretty random but yeah that pretty much I mean, to finish on a banger, I don't know why oh, I'm yeah, just rambling on now. Yeah, but, I think your brother, um, brother looking like Darius is a great place to end. <laughs> what a better way to finish, <laughs> eh? Um, but yeah, so thanks for joining, Ben. Really appreciate it. No time. problem, mate. Hopefully I'll uh, be back on again soon. Awesome. So um, yeah, back as usual on Monday uh, for my top news picks and uh, daily highlights. See you then.